Hello and welcome to another edition of the OK Preps Extra Podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by Barry Lewis. It's Monday, February 20th, and we got a little basketball to get into. We'll touch on some wrestling and uh, even a little on swimming. Um, but first, Barry, so I, I, I'm asking you asking you this at the top because I kind of binged to watch it over the weekend. Are you watching Full Swing, the documentary on golf on Netflix? I have not had an opportunity to do that. It's pretty cool. Um, it's it's eight episodes, and it features different players in each episode. E- each episode, a different player or players is kind of the theme. Um, and what's cool, it's pretty cool anyway, but what's cool for us is it features pre- uh, dominant, predominantly Southern Hills um, because they filmed it last year. So, like, for example, the first episode is on uh, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. And they they kind of end the episode with what happened with Thomas's comeback at Southern Hills. It's really it's really cool, um, and they get into the all the live stuff, and it's just it's 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 fascinating. You're you, you still play golf when you can, right, Barry? When I can, but that's not very often these yeah, days. It's not, not very often for you, is it? Uh, it's really cool. Check it out. I think you'll I think you'll really like it. It's eight episodes, and they're about forty five minutes, but. Um, you know, it's pretty cool to see the Southern Hills stuff, but even if Southern Hills wasn't in it, it'd still be really, really cool. Um, but yeah, check it out. You'll you'll like it. All right. Sounds good. I mean, I, yeah, of course, you know how huge I am the golf. I uh, had uh, watched the last two rounds very intently from the tournament from Riviera uh, the past two days. And of course, Tiger Woods making his comeback and just some great golf over this past weekend. So, uh, yes, you know how much I am into golf. And let's remind people, Barry, too, you've played St. Andrews and Pebble Beach, right? I have. That's just that's just so cool. Which would you like better? I would say, oh, there's such different experiences just because, uh, gosh, it's really it's – re- I, because of the history, I'm going to say St. Andrews, but they're both were such a treat. I mean, and this is really hard to compare, um, but I would say because of the history and you know how much into history I am, uh, mm-hmm. being at the birthplace of golf, um, that was really cool. And being able to play 36 holes in one day there, didn't do that at Pebble Beach. I just, hey, just 18, but they're both <laughs> such incredible experiences. Very thankful. What's it like to play a, a true Lynx course? Oh, it's definitely, uh, it's, you definitely need a caddy. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, it's, it's just un, unlike most traditional, it's just very unusual. It's just a whole different approach. Um, and I speak that like I'm not a pro. <laughs> anything obviously uh but it's just such a different approach it's just it's in some ways it's a a little bit of a different game so but it's 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 so much fun i mean both st andrews and pebble beach uh, they were just a really treat to play you know of course we've got a treat here you know I've, i've played southern hills three times and each time has just been wonderful so uh, just very blessed. Yeah, I shot 112 the day I played Southern Hills. That was that was fun. 
I shot the last time I played Southern Hills was at the 2001 U.S. Open Media Day, and I shot the best 105 I've ever shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, let's move on from golf. We could we can talk golf all afternoon if we wanted to. Um, regional play starts uh, for 6A and 5A Friday night basketball season starting to kind of kind of fire up a little bit. Uh, what's what's kind of the matchup you're looking toward on Friday night that we should be paying attention to? Well, I don't know if it's on Friday night. Well, I'll just say for its boys, just the the weekend as a whole, I'm looking forward. I would have to give the edge probably to the regional at Booker T. Washington. That feature also includes Owasso, Stillwater, and Bartlesville. And I think the number one matchup Friday night is Bartlesville against Owasso. But before we get into that, the reason that this regional is so fascinating is because of the four and five seeds, Booker T and Owasso, because two weeks ago when the pairings and seedings originally came out, Owasso was four, Booker T was five, and they were it was going to be at Owasso. But then the OSSA discovered a glitch in their program, computer program, and there was a calculation error. And so 24 hours later, they reversed it. And as it turned out, after the calculation error was corrected, Booker T. Washington came out as the fourth seed, Owasso five. So Booker T. gets to host. So, of course, you can imagine Owasso didn't really care for that at all. I mean, what a roller coaster of emotions that was. And so that added fuel to their rivalry, which already was pretty high last year. If you remember, they ended the regular season with a showdown at Booker T. Washington and a battle. For, uh, Owasso needed to win to win a share of the uh, conference title. And of course, there was already little heightened feelings between the schools because Aaron Potter, who was Booker T's best player last year, well, along with Cam Parker, he had moved over the offseason from Owasso. And so there's already a rivalry, and they'd already played a pretty intense game at Owasso earlier in the year that went down to the wire. And so they played another intense game down to the wire. Owasso wins, and uh, their feelings were running really high after the game. So the, the rivalry's at a fever pitch anyway from what happened last year. And so you go to this year and you have this unfortunate calculation error adds fuel to the fire, which was already had been relit again because Booker T and Owasso were supposed to play the last week before the rankings came out, final rankings came out, but the game was snowed out. And so Owasso wanted to reschedule it for that Saturday. They, but Booker T did not want to play three games and three nights. And so, and they had other scheduling conflicts, so it didn't happen. So the game didn't get played at all. They didn't, they're in the same conference, they didn't play each other at all this year. And Owasso just, I think Booker T wanted to reschedule it for after the rankings day, but Owasso just wanted to move on. Mm -hmm. So they haven't played at all. They're in the same conference, haven't played at all this year. But they'll be playing 
if they both win their first round games, they'll be playing meeting on Saturday night at Booker T. And so it's just going to be really intense. But the uh, part of Owasso falling to the five seed is that now they've got to play the 12 seed, which normally is wouldn't be that big a deal. Normally, in 90% of the instances, the five seed wins easily in these matchups. But the 12 seed in this instance is Bartlesville with David Castillo. And whenever David Castillo is one of the best highly recruited guards in the nation, he gives Bartlesville a chance to win anytime they play. Bartlesville's only 8 and 14, but they're really dangerous 8 and 14. The last, the time, Bartlesville played Owasso this year, which was four weeks ago. The game was tied up going to the last seconds. Mm-hmm. And then Owasso's Bowden Williams hits a three as time expires to win the game. So that was a down-to-the-wire game. And now Owasso's got to play Bartlesville again. <laughs> and so this is not – Bartlesville's not a normal 12 seed. So this adds to the intrigue – of this regional, which has already has enough storylines. It's, it's amazing. So that's, I know that was a long explanation, but there's a really, there's a lot going on. And then the Barlesville Wasso game is incredible. Anyway, the Wasso Barlesville game is going to be incredible because you got Castillo and Jalen Montanati. You got two great players on the court at the same time. So, there are so many things going on at this regional. No doubt about it. H- how is Bartlesville under 500 with such an outstanding recruit, Barry? Well, uh, it is a team sport. I mean, last year Bixby um, didn't have that great a season. It takes more than one great player. And... Um, this year, Parker Fredericks and Bixby, look at Bixby this year, and they're 19 and four. Last year, they struggled. Um, Parker Fredrickson has taken his game up a notch, but he also has a better uh, cast around him, too. I mean, Bixby is not just Parker Fredrickson. And I think most great teams, even though they may have a superstar, the superstar's got to have help. So, that's, well, that's fair, but, but I would think. A superstar at that level would at least get you over 500. Now, granted, uh, to be fair, I haven't seen them play. I, I don't know. I just – I would – in a sport like basketball where, where, where a star can really transform your team, I, I would think they'd be at least above 500. But but you've seen them and I haven't. So. Well, and I've seen Bartlesville a few t- – several times. And I would say that – I mean, I expected bigger things from Bartlesville this year. Because I thought last year they made a big step up. Ben Castillo had a really good year, and they made strides last year. They looked like a program on the rise. They had a winning record, and I mean they were so highly thought of. They were invited to the tournament of champions. Tournament okay. champions doesn't invite teams that are going to have losing records. Uh, but for one reason or another, it just hasn't happened for Bartlesville this year. They have played; they do play a tough schedule. They're playing the Frontier Valley every night. They played the Tournament of Champions. Um, and David Castillo's scoring averages down. I think, I guess when I've seen them play, I've liked, um, I think they've got some talent on that team. They beat Union. Uh, they've shown flashes. They've lost some close games like that, a game against Owasso. 
I just keep on thinking. I think Bartlesville's really, I mean, I could have seen if some game clo- more close games had gone their way, that record could be flipped to 14 and eight. But for some reason, they just have come up short a lot. But this is a second playoffs are a second season. Everyone's 0-0. That's what everyone says. So they're a dangerous team for Owasso. Owasso knows. I mean, they're very aware because of what happened four weeks ago that they're going to need to bring their A game. They can't look past uh, Bartlesville. And a lot of, again, it's very rare when you see a 12 seed upset a five seed in the playoffs in Oklahoma. And it happens a lot in the NCAA tournament, but mm-hmm. not in the Oklahoma playoffs. This is, uh, but this is a very dangerous opponent for an Owasso team, which is trending in the right direction. I'm kind of intrigued by Booker T's uh, B.J. Harris, Barry. What what can you tell us about him? Uh, he is on a really hot streak. He's um, averaged 22.5 points over his last four games, and he, he's a guard. And so he scored basically 90 points over the last four games, and none of them have come on a three-pointer. So a little bit of old school there. Yeah. How does he do with scoring? Uh, he gets a lot of stuff. I mean, mid-range shots, stuff inside. He gets in there in battles. Uh, he's he's just he he scores, but he just doesn't do the three-pointer. So Booker T as a team was shooting a lot of three-pointers earlier in the season, but they weren't making many. So I think there was a conscious effort from Coach Eli Brown to if you're not going to be making a lot of three point, if you're not shooting at a very good percentage of three pointers, how about shooting less three pointers and emphasize the higher percentage shots. And uh, I like that approach. I mean, just because everyone shoots three pointers, if you're not a good three point shooting team, don't force it. Yeah. Barry, let's talk about uh, inside outside contest for just a second. Uh, of course we published all the candidates uh, in Sunday's paper, uh, what would you like to say about that contest, which goes on till March 3rd, right? Yes, 3 p.m. March 3rd. And it's just a contest we have a lot of fun with. Um, we put up um, the 60 overall because we got four different rate um, races that you're looking at, elections. Um, we got um, Ms. Inside, Ms. Outside, Mr. Inside, Mr. Outside, and... Uh, just like to have a lot of fun with it. The readers get to choose who they think is the best or who their favorites are, just like we do in the preseason with um, all-world football. And uh, the difference here is that this is in-season. So uh, I encourage everyone to vote for their favorites. Uh, Again, it's something we have a lot of fun with. And a question I do get from some people is that I get asked, well, so-and-so don't you think he's more of an outside player rather more of an, yeah, more of an outside player than an inside player, but you have him on the inside as an inside player. Well, they're in order to get, you know, the best players possible in the contest. Sometime I sort of stretch the definition a little bit on some players when I think they're plausibly could be an inside player, even though they may play more outside because I'm trying to get, there's usually more better outside players and inside players, especially these days. Mm -hmm. So if you ever see a case like that and wondering why a player's on the Mr. or Ms. inside when 
you might consider them more of an of an outside player. That is why. That being said, you know, especially for outside players who have a lot of qualities of an inside player, like they're picking up a lot of rebounds and that they're fairly good size. I'm not going to put, you know, on the boys' side, I'm not going to put a five foot nine guy <laughs> who averages one rebound a game as a Mr. Inside candidate. So hopefully that will answer some questions if anyone wondered why a player might be listed as an inside player when they consider them more of an outside player. Um, so that player do, if I put them on inside, I do feel that, that those particular players might have some inside qualities. All right, and let's talk a little bit about uh, wrestling and swimming. Swimming obviously finished up last weekend and wrestling is kind of kind of like basketball getting to the getting to meat and potatoes of their season. Yes, wrestling um, in Oklahoma City, Friday and Saturday, boys and girls, and um, some great regional action this past weekend. And uh, so we'll have John Tranchina there to report on it this weekend. So look for our coverage from the fairgrounds in Oklahoma City of state wrestling. And then uh, last weekend, swimming wrapped up the season, and what an ending to the season it was. Oh, my goodness. I mean, three of the four state meets went down. I mean, we were decided like by a point. I mean, it was crazy. Nothing like this had ever happened again. So many great, exciting meets just decided by the thinnest of margins. So uh, what an incredible weekend it was. Bishop Kelly boys in 5A uh, prevail in a thriller. And then the Jinx girl in 6A, Jinx girls win by a half point over Bartlesville. Wow. And then the Jinx boys barely lose. They barely miss out on another state title by one point. So Edmund North. So it was um, it was an incredible weekend of swimming in Edmund at the state championships, which John Ridnour covered for us. All right, Barry, what else is on your mind? Oh, I think uh, I think that will do it. Uh, although, you know, in a college, from a college basketball standpoint, I just, when I was watching ORU the other night, I was just thinking what a year of extremes in men's basketball. From an ORU standpoint, it couldn't be much better than it is right now. These are really like, times to relish from uh if you're an ORU fan uh 25 and 4 undefeated at home and then at TU you can't get much worse from the mm -hmm. men's standpoint this year when you're 5 and 21 and now for whatever reason it's been a while since they played a competitive game so um it's just really weird it's not the first time it's happened this way although it's been a long time since it's happened that you have two programs at such extremes. So I just find that really interesting. Yeah. All right, well, we appreciate uh, everybody listening in. Barry and I usually record on Mondays. Uh, you can download us for free at Google, Apple, or Spotify. Barry, as always, appreciate the knowledge and we'll talk next week. Sounds good.